Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome back. Hopefully, if you're a repeat offender, but uh, if you're new to us, we thank you so much for being here. This is the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's born out of our love of Scripture here. Um, we love that there's people who aren't even a part of our church who are listening. Um, so we're a church out here in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, we just love the word, and we decided, hey, let's share it with other people. What's the worst that could happen, Easton Walker? Um, we could get, yeah, you know, the possibilities are endless <laughs> when get, it comes you, to bad outcomes. You got two fairly pessimistic people up here, so maybe I shouldn't ask what's the worst that could happen, but... That's our sound recording engineer, artist that you just heard from, and uh, appreciate your work to make this show happen. Yeah, I uh, I forgot my nicer mic, so if you hear a bunch of uh, popping sounds, or it sounds like I'm way off in the distance, it's just because I'm using a, like a, a handheld vocal mic, and it's pretty uh, touchy as far as the range. So, just all bear right, with well, us. the range of God's word is infinite. Yes. Did you, did you like what I did there? I like that a lot. That was great. So as we usually do, we're going to take the verse of the day and uh, from you version on this Monday morning. And uh, today's verse comes from Psalm 119. You know that is a uh, devotional uh, hot spot mm. for most people. Now, actually, a lot of people know Psalm 119 because it is the longest chapter in the Bible. And it is a big old massive poem of praise, devotion, and appreciation for the Word of God. So it's pretty neat, although I think it uh, pre- it presents a pretty big problem, culturally speaking, for people. So um, Psalm 119 is, is in the middle of your Bible. It's a big, massive chapter. It's a big, massive psalm. And if you're doing it's it like comes up a lot when people are on a read a chapter a day plan. And like hitting Psalm 119 is kind of like you're doing like let's say you're doing the one chapter a day. It's kind of like you're hiking one mile a day or walking one mile a day, and then all of a sudden you come and it is your one mile, but it just happens to be straight up 10,000 feet and then back down the other side. Yeah, it becomes a ladder. <laughs> so it's like it, and then there's this. Okay, I think this is important. This is a con- okay. What we like to do on the show is look at context. And what did the author might have been speaking to its original audience? This would have been the congregation of Israel. These were their praise and prayer. And what's neat about the Psalms is they were meant to be sung and chanted um, together as a group. I love that. I don't know how often we think about that, but just a beautiful thought. But think about the length, the size, the depth of Psalm 119. And it's meant to be said together as a congregation as this great, long, praise to what to the law the commandments the statutes of god and the big cultural challenge is this and i I know as usual i'm not speaking for everyone but i just have to speak from my own experience and from pastoral experience and this is what i've seen this uh, psalm 119 is the ultimate challenge if your view of the bible is the peas carrots and broccoli view peas carrots and broccoli you don't want to eat it but you know you have to because it's good for you. So a lot of people are taking the Bible down that way. And when they come not only to a big, huge chapter, that's already frustrating because it's like, hey, you got to eat your broccoli today, but instead of four pieces, we have 400. Mm. 
But beyond that, it's also when people are like, how can this guy be go- how can the psalmist be going on and on about how much he loves God's word when to me it's peas and carrots and broccoli? And I think that we are wrong and not him. I think that it exposes and kind of diagnoses our, I got to do this because it's good for me, kind of mistaking way of looking at the Bible. And I think that ultimately we could do worse than to go through Psalm 119 prayerfully saying, God, please change my heart. I don't value your word enough. I see it as vitamins that I just don't want, but I take because I don't want to get in trouble. So will you please help me change my heart and my mind? Okay. I have to kind of mention that because to me, that's the elephant in the room when you talk about verses like what I'm about ready to read. And so I thought I would just tackle it right off the bat. That way you don't have to sit in your car or at your desk or, you know, with your headphones on as you water the lawn. Well, don't do that. It's going to rain today. But as you're sitting there and you're like hearing these verses, I don't want you to shut off and go, well, I don't think of the Bible that way. So if you don't, man, you are welcome here. That's good good to be just be honest and there's got to be a reason why you're tuning into the scripture podcast maybe you're hoping we will unvitamin unbroccoli the scriptures for you and i would love i would love to be a part of doing that all right so let's look at so after a lot of preamble let's get into our verse then so psalm 119 and we're reading from the esv in verse 11 okay give you if you're following along at home give you just a second to get down there but psalm 119 verse 11 says this I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have not stored I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. All right. And now um, already uh, a beautiful verse again giving the caveat that we covered at the beginning where if you're like it could be a challenge to you if you're forcing yourself to read the Bible, it could be hard to understand how you would store it up in your heart. And uh, so hopefully we've kind of laid some foundation there. If you don't, if that's not your view of the Bible, I'm just challenging you. I love you, and I'm not mad at you, and I definitely understand what you're getting at. But I hope maybe, let me put it this way. How's this? You're not judged, but maybe this verse will be a turning point for you. Let's try that. All right, so in Psalm 119, the um, overall context, which we shared at the beginning, is helpful. Okay, what is this? This is a, these are praise anthems. These are prayers, praise, worshipful, musical poems. They were the worship, psalm, hymn, prayer book of the Israelite communities, and they've been stored up for us and inspired by God's Spirit so that we can use them to worship and praise him as well. And this one here, Psalm 119, is dedicated, and I mean from front to back. If you are familiar with the Psalms, you know a lot of them cover a lot of ground. It might start with, God, why have you forsaken me, and end with, your faithfulness endures forever. So a lot of the Psalms take you on a journey. Psalm 119 takes you on a journey, but always uh, being rooted and grounded in. the entire. I'm telling you, the entire thing from beginning to end is about the Word of God. The old, and in this case, that would have been the Old Testament, the pro- the writings, the law, the prophets, okay? The Torah, the prophets, the writings. That's what he's going on and on about and what he would have stored in his heart um, in order to not sin against God, okay? So now the immediate context, We, if you've listened to some of our episodes on Proverbs, we're a little bit on the same issue here. Um in Proverbs, you know, not always. And for a few chapters, especially in the beginning, there'll be times when looking at the verse that comes before and the one after will help shed light on your current verse. Um, 
we said in Proverbs, that's not always true because they are just a collection. Psalm 119 is a little bit the same way, okay? It is going to help us a little bit, but it's not directly because it's a collection. Each verse is kind of a collection of praise to, about the Word of God. So I'll show you what I mean. Go up to verse 9, okay? And starting I'm there. in verse... Oh, you're there. I'm there. Thank you, Easton. I kind of jumped a little bit when you said that. <laughs> I was being silent. I was waiting for my moment. All of a sudden, from the left comes a voice. I'm there. I'm there. All right, so now we're in verse 9, and he does begin a thought here, okay? The thought is, loosely, your heart and not wandering from God's way. So here we go. Verse 9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. So that kind of starts the theme right there. If you're interested in keeping your way pure, how could you do it? Psalm 119, the psalmist recommends by guarding it according to your word. And he's talking to God right there. These are addressed to God. So you would take God's word as the expression of who he is. And that's so important. It's easy to say. I think it's a very, it's a simple thought, but not a simplistic thought. So God has has expressed himself in his word. You can way overdo it. I've heard the every book of the Bible is a love letter to you. I understand what those people are saying. I'm not making fun. I'm not even really criticizing it. I'm just saying, yes, but it's an, you're really going to have to work hard to see the underlying love letter if you're in Second Chronicles. It's just going to take some work and some background and some imagination. So, But what they're pointing at, and I agree in what verse 9 is pointing at, is that God has expressed his heart. And just like, what do you mean by that? Why do you keep saying stuff like express his heart? Well, like this. If you want to know what God loves, what God hates, what he values, what he's invested in, what he spends his time doing, what he thinks of you, what he thinks of the world, if you want to know those things, then you can read his word. And it, and it and puts his personality in front of you. So if there's anyone out there that loves to read, if you, love, if you have your favorite author, it might be because every time you read one of their books, you, again, you just love their take on the world. You love the corners that they shine light into. You like their expressions. You like, okay, that's what God's word is doing. And on just a heavier level, because we believe that it was inspired by the creator of the universe. The moral authority and plumb line for the entire universe has expressed himself in the Bible. And so when you get to know that word, not just your favorite parts, not just John 3.16, but the whole thing, you begin to see God's character, his values, his ways. And so that's what um, verse 9 is alluding to. It's what the all these verses, including our verse of the day, are alluding to. How can you keep your way pure? Well, God is pure. He's holiness, and you know, he's living holiness. So if you want to know his way, then you would guard it according to your word. If you know what God loves, you'll love it too. If you know what he hates, you'll hate it and stay away from it as well. Verse 10 kind of continues the thought, especially the heart. It says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. You see, that's kind of a neat way of restating the same thing. If you want to keep your way pure, guard it according to the word. If you're seeking God with your whole heart, verse 10, then don't wander from his commandments. If you don't know his commandments, then how can you make sure you're not wandering from them? That dumps us into verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Okay, so what we have here is what you might call variations on a theme. 
variations on a theme. Mm-hmm. I personally love jazz music, and I love classical music to a lesser extent. I love it, but jazz is I really love, and then classical I love. But both of them, you know, for me especially jazz, and I know classical does this, I just know less about how, but for me, my, a lot of my experiences in listening to jazz music, I love variations on a theme. So you'll hear kind of these melodies and rhythms, and then they do it this way, and then that way, and then this way, and then a different way. And what about this? And what if we slowed it down? And what if we did this? And then it kind of, they bring it back together at the end, and you're like, oh, well, cool. I'm still in familiar territory. That's what you have here, variations on a theme. It's getting your heart rooted in God's word so you don't wander from him. Verse 12, blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much in all all riches. I will meditate on your precepts, fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Okay? So in all of these verses, um, the word of God is pictured as something that grounds us, that guards us, that keeps us, that, okay? And so in keeping with our Uh, verse of the day, which is 11, I have stored up your word in my heart, it starts to get easier to see. It's just a beautiful picture. Now, if you think about, you think about your home right now, what sort of stuff do you have stored up? Where's your favorite parts of the house? If I looked at your collection of what, what would I know about you? What would I see? So your heart is being pictured as this place. It's the seat of your emotions, your heart, your thoughts and you're storing up God's word in your heart so that you don't sin against him. All right? That's all it is. It's a beautiful picture of getting to know his word with the intent of not wandering from God. That's what the original author, I think, was trying to express here, and I think it's what our context helps us see. And so we'll look at um, Jesus in a minute because we're always trying to see if we can see Jesus in these verses. I think we can pretty easily and clearly in verse 11 here, but I started off kind of throwing down the gauntlet about peas and carrots and broccoli view of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm asking you guys to see here. Like, it's like this. If you love God, that that becomes your motivation to love his word. And I don't know how often we get that. So to just be short about it, I think my, my experience is a lot of people are just have a hard time understanding the Bible for cultural reasons and but don't feel motivated to do the work to understand it because they haven't made that connection that it's out of the love of God and wanting to be pure in heart and not wander from his ways which is why we would learn to love the Bible you need a good motivation uh, in order to do things with your whole heart And so the whole idea that God is like your school teacher or principal and he's going to be crabby and mad at you if you don't do enough Bible reading is the surest way to kill all of your love and appreciation for the scripture. And it makes you think that either the guy who wrote Psalm 119.11 is just fundamentally different than you in some way, or it makes worse, it can make you think he's just doing like a religious put on. I've stored up your word in my heart. With my lips, I declare all the rules in your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight. Makes you want to go, sure you do. <laughs> but I think that's uh, I think the problem is is with us. It's not. I think the psalmist is right. And um, the only way I can the the only way I will point to this morning, just to keep it short, is 
especially in the areas where I was most rebellious towards God and it caused the most destruction in my life. So I'll use one as I used to be so antisocial. I had a hard time loving people and I stayed away from them and had my feelings hurt and had grudges and just stayed away from people. So that when a commandment like love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others as you love yourself, I'll just be like, ugh, you know, I just hate that. And now, man, I value that command. I'm so glad it didn't change. I'm glad it was there when I came back and despaired of my own ways and was like, man, I I really love people. I'm just messed up, you know? So I'm glad the Bible stayed the same and was there to teach me. And now I can say with all honesty, without having to do a religious put on or, or fake it, that I love God's commandment to love other people as I love myself. I think about it a lot. I absolutely love the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I value it. I love it. I repeat it. I meditate on it. I do all the things that Psalm 119 says I should because I love it, not because it's broccoli to me. Okay, maybe enough of that. Easton, you tired of that? No, man. No way. I'm good with it. It made me think of uh, our sermon series that we're doing right now, the... Uh there I am. Uh, the sermon series that we're doing right now is the uh, the Mythbusters, and we we're talking about follow your heart. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it says that the heart is desperately wicked. Um, it's deceitful above mm-hmm. all things and whatnot. And I think uh, a common theme through the Bible, and consequently the podcast, is it's never really about whatever you think the verse is talking about. It's mm-hmm. normally about the heart in most cases Mm -hmm. and this is just furthering that when you hide something when you when you keep something in your heart you're kind of reprogramming that deceitfulness and that wickedness and Mm -hmm. you know yes if you if you like there's a thing and uh you make me think about this thing in recovery which is um if nothing changes nothing changes so mm-hmm. basically, if you like the way your life is going, then don't change the way you think and don't change your values. But if you find yourself like I do so often going, I know I can't be perfect, but this particular thing right here, like how I get along with my wife or how this is going with my kids or the, like this, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to be different. <laughs> then it's like, yeah. okay, dude, you got to look at how you're thinking, your input, what is stored up in your heart. You need to change some things if you want anything to change. All right, so you could so storing up the word in your heart. That's I mean, what a great reason to listen to the Crosspoint Scripture podcast literally as often as you can because it's just such a great way to store up the word in your heart, you know? Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right, can to we you by yeah. ourselves. Brought to you by me. Okay, can we see Jesus in these verses? Absolutely we can. More than just seeing Jesus in these verses, man. Um, it's so helpful for discipleship for me to know that I'm literally supposed to look at the way Jesus did things, look at the way he did things and just and learn from it and do that too. I love that. I don't know why maybe maybe you're out there and you're like, I, yeah, I never thought of it any other way. Uh, for me, I was raised with and kind of fell into a little bit of hero view of Jesus and Jesus is our hero. He is the Son of God. He is unique. You're not Jesus. I'm not. You, you're not going to be crucified for the sins of the world. Um, you know, okay, so that's right. He's the unique, sinless son of God. And But what's neat is he went around with his disciples and went, look what I do and you do it too. 
I love that. It just makes it so accessible and, and good for me. And, and like, what does Jesus want me to do? Well, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or use your version thing to have it read to you. You know, do whatever you got to do to get that information. But you go look through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and one of the things you see Jesus do is key moment that I can think of. I could think of a bunch, but here's a key moment. Uh, he's baptized by John in the river, the father's voice. This is my son in whom well pleased. The spirit descends like a dove on him. Big moment. And then it says the Holy Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. While he's out there facing these temptations, the devil's coming at him just like he comes at all of us and tempting him, calling to his flesh, calling to his want to be uh, popular or religiously superior or, you know, he just appeals to these things. And what happens is Jesus has God's word stored in his heart, and he just keeps coming out with that. Like the devil go, here's a way. And Jesus like, no, but this is the way of the scripture. It's written this way, so this is what I do. So it's a perfect example. When you feel like doing the wrong thing, when, you, when, you, when the wrong thing is all you've ever done, when the wrong way makes sense to you, when the wrong way feels like it's life to you, your, your alternative is the word of God. So no matter what your emotions are telling you and your life and the grooves of your life, we see Jesus in these verses because he had that word stored up in his heart that he might not sin against God. It's a principle that a lot of us American Christians have just lost. We just are so hooked on doing what makes sense to us, what feels good at the time, what the people around us are doing. This is the exact antidote to it, and we do see Jesus at many times in his life wanting to do something else. Um, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done but yours. So wanting something else to happen and yet going God's way and knowing God's way because he had the scriptures, the words stored in his heart. So, um, yes, I think it's easy to see Jesus in these verses. So get the Bible, man. Read it. And there's no quick fix here. It's not like if you memorize a chapter a week, you're going to suddenly be a super Christian. Just, you know, like the sunshine and the rain kind of trade off all week long. And, and because they do, then everything grows and the world goes on. You need to do that. Just read it. Read some scripture every day prayerfully and just get it. And you let it become a part of the natural flow of your life. And you'll be storing it up in your heart so that you might not sin against God. Okay, Easton, so what I'm trying to say, dude, is that you need to stop watching TV. That's the bottom line here. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace.